Hi everyone, this is Cindy. And this is Jose. And welcome to the Lifecraft Podcast, everybody. Hi, welcome. <laughs> We're very excited for today's topic, Cindy, and today's guest too. I know Jose, truly very, very special because the title of our episode today is Brave to Be Me. And our special guest is none other than my husband, Corwin Go. <laughs> <laughs> so even though the title is Brave to Be Me, I'm kind of scared. <laughs> we don't know what revelations will come. <laughs> that's why I love this podcast. <laughs> I'm sweating. Because we've been, wanting, we've been wanting to have your husband, and you'll be the one to introduce him shortly, but we've been wanting to have him on our show. And I know as well that it's really something that, I don't know, I've learned a lot seeing the two of you in your relationship. You both inspire me. And I am just really glad this day has come. So without yeah. further ado, Jose, please yes. introduce our ultra special guest today. I know. Thank you, Sins. So our guest today is the head chef of Blackbird Restaurant, People's Palace Thai Restaurant as well. He's also the manager of the bodybuilding team, Team KG as well as being a fitness enthusiast himself. He won second place in his category in Olympia Amateur in Tokyo in 2019. He has been in the fitness industry since 2003 as a group fitness instructor for Fitness First, teaching body pump, body balance, and, the, and also the head instructor for body combat. He's a loving husband, my loving husband, and a parent of our two Huskies. Welcome, Kerwin. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, I'm here. <laughs> finally, we finally got you here. Hi, Kerwin. So Welcome. Hi, Sins. Like, <laughs> after so many podcasts, I've listened to being recorded. It's like, Yay, it's my turn. It's my turn. <laughs> Thank you so yeah. much for the support. All the time, you know. Yeah. Really. Yeah. He's been very patient with me. Very much. Wow. Yeah. He has so, he has to <laughs> he, he has to listen through all our recordings. <laughs> before. Before. Before we set before. up our, our home office slash home gym as well. Right. Oh yeah. I remember that you would we you'd always be by the dining table, right, Jose? And that was your right. You yeah. converted that into a mini And I'd be talking the whole office. day. And he, the whole day. He'd have no yeah. choice but listen to me talk. <laughs> Such patience. Thanks for being here. So I know. Our, you know, I think it would be great if we started asking these questions to Kerwin. And, you know, I'm going to start with the first one. Is that okay? Go Jose? ahead. <laughs> yes, go ahead. Okay. Sis. So, Kerwin, you are currently the head chef of two of the best restaurants in the city. And, you know, is being a chef something that you always wanted to do? Um, yeah, I think um, growing up um, in a huge Chinese family where food is the center of, you know, and I think in every, any large family, whether Filipino or Chinese, um, the center of the family has always been the dining table. It's always been where people, you know, exchange um, ideas or, you know, they come together and food has always been the central part or bringing people together. Um, so I grew up with my grandmother. Um, she 
um, raised me um, while my parents were in Davao. So, you know, learning through the learning, I was always in the kitchen with her. So I guess it eventually, my interest came from there. And then, yeah, um, I wanted to be a chef. My dad, you know, when I was going to go to college and I told my dad, oh, I want to be a, I want to study um, hotel and restaurant management. Right. Yeah. Uh, because at he, that time, hindi pa uso yung mga yeah, that was culinary that school. Was, diba? um, yeah, it's more La Roche. Everyone 19, would go to La Roche. Yeah. 19, yeah. 1994. Yeah, that was the 90s, right? So early 90s, yeah. where you know it was either you go to the states to study, yeah. or states or Switzerland or Europe to right. study um, hotel restaurant management, and he sort of like said, "No, walang pera John. Yeah. <laughs> At that time, no. At that time. Yeah. At the well, time, I don't know. Yeah. Well, maybe because I, I don't know for whatever reason, but maybe it was a good reason as well that. Um, I wasn't sent to, to 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 whatever country outside of the Philippines because um, I think looking back, I think I wasn't mature enough to be living on my own. Mm. Um, I'm still not really. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're okay, man. So um, so yeah, so I took up industrial uh. design, and after that, I eventually. Um, saw myself back in the kitchen yeah so yeah so i think beautiful how did that happen i mean what was it something that you just stumbled upon or no like, I, you... I was yeah i was yeah. i was with a i was well my business partner now um we became friends first because i used to eat in his restaurants and we became friends and then okay. um i think one one weekend he sent me a message, called me up and said, what are you doing this Friday? And I said, well, nothing really. And he said, do you mind um, covering for a chef? One of his chefs did not show up. Right. Oh, and wow. That's that a random. Restaurant, that, was the, that was people's past. No, that was uh, Mama in Malate. Mama in Malate, yeah. But that menu. Good old days of Malate. Yeah, but that yeah. menu, wow. yeah. actually, it was, it was such a small menu. It was just two appetizers, six main courses in a dessert. And all of those dishes, we've actually cooked together in his house because we would have normally Sunday dinners in his house. So I knew the menu, I cooked it, and I said, sure, you know, just help a friend. Yeah. I'll buy you dinner after. And I said, sure, no problem after the shift. So I think I finished at 10, we had dinner, shared a bottle of wine, Two weeks after it happened again. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I got I, I got a call again. And you know, what do you do? It's like I enjoy cooking. Um, it's you know, I that's that's something that gives me joy. Um yeah. and I said yes again. And then <laughs> after that shift, he said, Why don't you work for me? Nice. And I'm like, mm-hmm. it's like um, I always, you know, it's like always have that insecurity, and even until now, whenever I, 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 I am amongst a group of chefs who I know who have studied or, or who have, you know, gone through culinary school, um, I still find myself insecure and saying about, and even to this day, I still find when people 
say, oh, your food's really good. It's like, it is really good. <laughs> it is. And and it's not just because, you know, I'm here your husband or Cindy's our friend. Uh, no, yeah. it's, it's something I didn't study. And it's like, right. it's, that's yeah. a chip in my shoulder, I, I guess. Mm. It's like, yeah. And, but, you know, it's, that was like, I'm like, am I going to go still work for my parents or do I carve my, you know, what I really want to do? Yeah. So wow. I think it took about two weeks for me to decide. Um, and one of the, one of the, the, I think the factors that made me decide to, to really go into it was he said, oh, we're also thinking of moving people's palace to Makati. And if you um, join us now, I don't mind being, making you as a business partner. Oh, nice. beautiful. Right. So that's yeah. where... Yeah, where you know where how it all started, right? And and I still sort of saw you there. We didn't know each other, but you were setting up your new restaurant in Greenbelt. (laughs) And no, and I saw you. I said, "Oh, I I know that guy." Saw me twice. I I know that I know that guy from the gym. Saw me twice. And you, I know we we sort of had some eye contact then, (laughs) but then you know I said. Yeah, I was doing something else. I was, you know, I was on the way, or you know, <laughs> and and the restaurant wasn't open. There wasn't any reason for me to go in. So, so, so yeah, so he was talking. <laughs> so let me know. Let me on record. I I, yeah, sure. I remember this story and the eye contact. The, oh, that's different. Uh, the this is this was even on. before. This was yeah, before. This before. is when they were just setting up. People's yeah. This was 2005. 2005. 2005. Yeah. yeah. This is 2005. Yeah. In yeah. So yeah. 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 The stress level is is high, high. in the kitchen. Right. Um, very very high. I think a lot of people don't realize that the, the stress yeah. level inside the kitchen is high. Um, so yeah, um, but I still enjoy it. I still love um, cooking, I, doing making dishes, and just that day to day. Yeah, and and I'm a witness to that. <laughs> yeah, On holidays, I, yeah. when he's not supposed yeah. to be working, he's actually still cooking, <laughs> or baking, <laughs> or doing stuff that uh, is still related to cooking, but something different. Also, different dishes, different yeah. you know experiments, and I'm I'm the happy reci- recipient of. And we've witnessed that too. <laughs> I've been one of the. I'm so lucky. Every time we have Christmas, our Christmas dinners at your place when both of you got together. That was like such a treat to meet Kerwin and to eat, you know, the meals that he prepares, and even the desserts, the to die for right. desserts. But I'm I happy know, that right? I can just go also to the restos and and eat and enjoy myself. My whole family, my dad is very picky with restaurants. You know, he's passed on, but his restaurants are the his favorites, Blackbird and People's Palace and Sala. My dad's like, no, he's so picky, but every time we have an occasion, it's in, you know, any of those, especially, especially Blackbird. 
he loves it. Also, people. Sometimes he'd order, he'll send it to me. <laughs> or he'll pick it up and then he'll Aww, send that to me. Yeah. And, so and so it's always heartwarming uh, being there and knowing that Kerwin's behind it. Because I, I never, I'll never also forget the time I was fasting and I, it's my first time to meet Kerwin. We were at the restaurant and he was so kind to make me this beautiful pea soup. And wow, because I was, was vegetarian. That. Yeah, it was, it was so, it was more than a decade like, ago. <laughs> yeah. And he made, he goes, since you're not eating, okay, I'll make you, I'll make you something. And that was like, whoa. And I just absolutely love Kerwin. It's like, oh my gosh, I said, do not let go of it. <laughs> And I did. Please. <laughs> I followed your advice. <laughs> and I always felt at home. So, you know, I, I think that when you was, he was saying earlier about, you know, like not having the degree, etc. I feel like you're chef at heart and you just create these beautiful, it's very ratatouille for me. Huh? And not just because you're my friend, because that pea soup was my ratatouille moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, and so it, it's just amazing to have Kerwin and hear him share how making that decision, he was crafting his life at that time. And look where they are today. Yeah, that's right. And we're in the pandemic today. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know, but you're, we're laughing, but we know it's really a tough time, especially for the restaurant okay. business. So I, I know sort of what the behind the scenes are, but I think... <laughs> It's worth for Cindy to know and for the rest of our audience. How are you coping? How are the restaurants coping with the pandemic? <laughs> Don't cry. <laughs> no, um, we're surviving, which is great. Um, yeah. There were there were times that it was like, maybe it's like, I don't know. It's like, you just have to push on. Right. Um, during that time, it's like, we have... Um, under the four restaurants, we have um, more than 200 um, employees. Wow. Um, That's a lot. We actually did not retrench anyone. Wow. It's yeah. um, very kind. So that, was, that was our number one goal, was to keep the restaurants afloat so that everybody, you say, we, that was our sort of like contribution to the, to the, to the whole pandemic thing in the in the Philippines so that at least there's going to be 200 families right. that won't be yeah. starving so that's huge um, so it was it was very it was very challenging um still is still right? is um mm. we're still not out of the you know we're still there um it's yes. we, you know before it was like planning for like especially for restaurants, we you normally plan in months in advance. So um, you know now looking at it per per week or for two every two weeks or looking at it per month now, um, yes. how everything is doing, um, and really just um, you know for really looking at how we operated and really had to pivot in you know. Number one, that's the term for the pandemic. Yeah, yeah I know you. <laughs> I was wondering. I knew you were avoiding it. Yeah, I was trying to. I'm trying to. I'm like trying not to avoid it, but it's like, oh. Yeah, but but trying it not is. Trying to use it, but yeah, it's uh, the like, word. No, yeah. but yeah, yeah. So you you really had to think of 
um, ways to to generate um, income for for the restaurants. It's very tough until now. It is, um, but we're slowly seeing effort. You know, slowly seeing um, it bouncing back. Um, it's not back to pre-pandemic. Um, yeah. Pre-pandemic uh, levels. levels. Um, although you know, with the vaccination, a lot a lot of people are getting more vaccines in NCR. Um, yeah. I think a lot of people are more comfortable going out now. Um, by next week, um, almost all of us, go, we're going to be 100% vaccinated, the staff. Beautiful. Wow. That's for, congratulations. For, for, yeah, I know. Yeah. We're, we're getting, we're getting our second thing. dose starting next week. Right. So we could, because it was like we've all done it in one week last June. Yeah. So it was one whole week that there was like every day there were like 20 or 30 people getting their vaccine. Vaccines. So all of us are going to start getting our second dose starting tomorrow. That's good. So Nice. Yeah, so it's going to be a little bit safer, you know, I wouldn't say, you know, but the risk will be minimized now for right. a lot of our for, for our staff as well. Um so yeah, so because you know, just so yeah, it's a lot of you know, there's a lot of things that you have to think about. Before I was like, okay, serve great food, serve great yeah. food, and people yeah. will come. Right. Yeah. You know, great food, great service, people will come. Now there's yes. more variables that you need to th think right. about. It's like yeah. if somebody somebody calls in sick, we have to quarantine them for 14 days. Yeah. And yeah. then get a PCR test for right. them before they come back to work. Right. Even if it's yeah. just a normal cold. Yeah. And you also yeah. have to test the other employees yeah. too, right? Yeah. So yeah. no, yeah. even if you, like they phone up, because before right. it was like, but it's very normal for people to phone up and say, "I'm not feeling yeah. that well." Right. Um, I won't come to work now. As in, there was a there was a time when it was really the 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 height of um, or it was still middle of things but um so we already said as soon as you feel anything don't come to work don't you just have to send us a text don't you don't have to come to work right because yeah we have to make sure that everything everybody in the restaurant is safe yeah, yeah. and yeah just sticking to those protocols being so proactive about it i know you know you were really thinking of the safety of your people and your clients i mean to me Props to all of you, you know, and all those restaurants that you run, really for being so brave and doing that. And really, not everyone does that. And I think that's a great thing. I pray that, you know, just blessing upon blessing returns to you and all the families, uh, the 200 families that work with you. Uh, for me, that's that's something that you're very intentional about, right? And, uh, and I, we feel right. safe also when we eat there, you know. To me, oh, that's think, like, it gives us peace of mind. It gives us peace of mind. I think yeah. we're lucky. Um, we're lucky in all the restaurants that we have enough space to be able to mm. follow all the guidelines. Yeah. Of like, each table has to be two meters apart. So um, we, we are able to follow those guidelines, but at the same time, have enough people to be able to make, to, to be able to generate um money to pay yeah. for the salaries of everyone right so yeah. so yeah and but you know i have to um <clears throat> hats off to 
to the all the my restaurant managers because we all took a pay cut. Um, the rank and file, wow. no, um, but our man, our managers really, you know, they they were very very, um, and you know, they said yes straight away when we discussed the pay cuts that's going to happen. Um, so yeah, so it it re- it was a real team effort for, yeah. for to to be able to survive what has happened the past year and a half. Yeah, I was just gonna say that. Wow, great team effort and. I know that, you know, that's not the only team that you manage. And, you know, this brings us to, you know, another area of your life um, that you're passionate about. And it's fitness. So how did you get into fitness? I know we're coming from food and restaurants and all. But here we go. Why did you put up your own bodybuilding team? And how do you get into fitness, like I said earlier? Oh, um, I think um, way back in college, College. Um, yeah, way back in college, mm-hmm. I was um, well, I was overweight. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the picture, Cindy. <laughs> he was a different man. <laughs> I was uh, yeah. Um, so I think it was a more of a decision to really just start moving and right not have a sedentary lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, a bit so a bit superficial was like, oh, I want to buy clothes that would fit me that properly. Fit you, yeah. I just buy right. off the rack. Yeah. I, said, I was literally yeah. that big that I couldn't buy things off the rack. Off the rack. Ah, oh, okay. So it was quite a bit superficial as well, especially if you're in Lasan. Lasan. <laughs> you, you have to wear proper clothes. <laughs> Back in the 90s, yes. You can't repeat your clothes. Back in the 90s, it was. It was. Back in the 90s, in the early mm. 90s, you had to. Everyone, the bar, yeah. It was either the Ralph Lauren yeah. or, yeah. or, you know, you, you, it, it, was a, it, it, it was no joke. So it's like. Yeah. yeah. I remember so Jerbo. <laughs> yeah. So that was, that wow. was, that was like sort Ten, of like yeah. a, a small percentage of why I wanted <laughs> to get. Fit. So it started there, got fit, um, and then eventually, I think it eventually started from getting fit, losing weight, to started mm. lifting heavier weights, and then eventually you meet people, and then yeah, so it, it started it snowballed from there, um, and eventually I found myself um, helping out athletes back in two thousand and eight, seven and eight. Um, I went, uh, the first time I really um, helped athletes was 2008 when I went to Germany and I had to chaperone three athletes um, wow. for, for a competition in, in, in Germany. Um, then 2009, it happened again. Um, this was more than more than three. There were like well, at least six people, six athletes that I, I followed, I, I wow. helped. And then, yeah, so, but after 2009. So these were like the OGs of yeah, the, the OGs fitness of, industry, of, no? Of bodybuilding. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. and then I eventually lie low because um, the restaurants were getting busy. Mm. Again, same thing. It's like how it, so it, you had, I had to choose. Yeah. Because you're both labor um, intensive, no? They take a yeah. lot of time. 
No, and yeah. it's like and people. I had to choose. I had to yeah. choose during that time as well. Like, where mm. do I want to focus? Mm. Um, so I focused on the restaurants, but I still kept. Yeah, you fitness. you were still teaching. Yeah, I was still teaching in fitness first, but yeah, I wasn't actively. Um, you know, involved with any bodybuilding shows or, right. or federation. Right. Um, and then fast forward to 2017. 2017, yeah. 2017, yeah. I got invited mm. to be part of a federation, an international federation here in the Philippines. And I said yes. And Sorry, we have to, <laughs> we have to cut that. <laughs> Sorry, you have to repeat. From 2017. Oh, yeah. so 2017. 2017. Okay. So wait, I... wait, wait now. <laughs> Sorry, this that? is for editing. Okay, it's for Sige. editing. Sige. You have to be quiet. Okay. So it's easy that? for me to, to know where to cut. Okay. So yeah, so 2017, I got invited to be part of a federation. And so I got in, and that's where um, I saw that there is still a huge um, pool of talent here in the Philippines that do not get um, exposure. So 2018, I decided to start that um, that team, um, basically helping athletes get the, the exposure that they that they, they, they need um, joining international competitions. Because I think like for any athlete, for any sport, I think um, for you to be able to improve is to be able to see what other athletes, not just in your country, but in other countries as well are bringing, you know? Yeah. And that's where you, you sort of like benchmark yourself where you see, okay, that's what they're doing. I need to step up my game. So for them to see that, I think is very valuable for their career in, in bodybuilding. Yeah, I think it requires so much commitment. I mean, you know, I know the team's name is Team KG. So, Kerwin mm-hmm. Go. No, no, no. <laughs> no. It has no, a no, special no. meaning, right? It was the right? first one. It was the first thing that came to mind, of course, because he's like the... He takes care of everyone. He's like the team captain or something like that. So, so he's what's the story manager. behind Team KG? He's a team manager there. So, yeah. what's 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 behind Team KG? If you don't mind, it's a follow up question to that. Who I didn't come up with that name. Um, it was um, <laughs> one of the athletes that that said, um, "Why don't we call our our team, you know, Team KG?" And I'm like, "No." Like I don't, I don't. Like, of course, people would like think that it's it's my initials. Yeah, your initials, yeah, yeah. your initials, right? Your name. Okay, so it's basically. So I like had to really, like, yeah. I had to find two words to represent what, what basically what an athlete go would go through um, preparing for any competition, and it just popped up and said and sudden I realized like oh yeah keep grinding keep grinding oh okay got it which is like you know <laughs> yeah that, that, so I think oh thank god it's yeah. not my name anymore 
Yeah. Hashtag keep grinding. That's going yeah. to be your hashtag for the podcast too. <laughs> for this right, we will episode. we will put that. Yeah, yeah, thanks, for the yeah. episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's 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 how it is. Like, um, I don't know. Maybe a lot of people don't know this, but I try to stay out from the limelight. I don't like <laughs> being in the. No, I don't like being in the the center. The center of things. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to be behind the scenes. Um. Yeah. Mm. Right. Well, but he can't help it. That's why I'm always inside the kitchen. Mm. Like I'm always inside the kitchen. Um, yeah. I would seldom work the the floor. This I don't know. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's that's really you know when I when I see Kerwin like his work ethic. Even he would, I know. I always remember you'd wake up really early, so that you could teach your class. And after teaching class, you'd work out, and then you'd go to work. And then you'd work. You know, we both of us would work late, and yeah. we'd meet up for dinner, uh, or after dinner, right? So we'd meet up around eight or nine, and then have dinner, and then it's basically that, like pretty much and even you you didn't really have weekends because you'd still teach your classes on a saturday wow. and a sunday so that that was life was like that for pretty much until 2016. until 2016 right when you became full on wow. with crossfit as well yeah. and i i sort of like um... and you even competed I recall. Yeah, that in, one I remember. Uh, in you local told me competitions. That, yeah. yeah, that Kerwin yeah, competed. Yeah, even you joined, right, Jose? No, I didn't join. You did? No. <laughs> I, I was just a uh, judge. judge. Like yeah, Kerwin also. We went, we went to yeah, we went to Australia to yeah. judge uh, regionals competitions. So so that was that was great. And the other thing, you know, if we move forward or it we explore another aspect of Kerwin. And this is one of the things that I'm really proud about him and also quite inspiring as a, as a gay man. And Kerwin has actually thrived and thriving in, I would say, a very masculine, two worlds, you know, the kitchen <laughs> and bodybuilding, two very masculine words, worlds. And there's a lot of machismo there. And I would like to ask Kerwin, and Kerwin's always been unapologetic, been quite brave also, at least the time that I've known him, um, yeah. you know, in terms of being, uh, he's very comfortable with his sexuality. I mean, if you just look at this Instagram, like some of the stuff that he posts, yeah. <laughs> I would never dare, you know, uh, to, you wouldn't dare, to but wear, I would see it. I would see to it wear I heels or, you yeah. know, um, uh, and so yeah, so it's uh, Kerwin's always been very com- comfortable with who he is. So I know bits of this, but it would be great if you could relay the story to Cindy and to our listeners. How would you describe your journey in terms of how you became comfortable with who you are? And also, especially given that you also come from a very traditional family background as well. They're very loving. They're very open. I love all of them. But again, you're coming from a huge clan as well, both mother's side and father's side, quite traditional. So how would you describe that journey? Do you have two hours? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) 
<laughs> right, since this can be, yes. you know, we could this go different. This can be one of those long ones. Yeah, yeah we're open, exactly. Right? Or we could have multiple episodes. No, That's I'm fine. Kidding. Yeah, we're game. <laughs> I'm trying to, try to keep it short um not really that short but um yeah i don't it, it didn't start i didn't start off as being comfortable with who i am um i don't think i'm not sure well this is just coming from my personal experience um yeah there was always the one growing up there's always that wanting to be open close parenthesis normal normal yeah you know because that was totally understand when 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 yeah. you were you were a kid during that time you know growing up in the 80s there was no um yeah there was it was Roderick Paulate yeah. right or <laughs> Dolphy Dorothy Dolphy or, yeah it was all comedic. playing roles that were yeah. not, roles, you know were, and parlorista par- yeah. yeah so yeah. no no but but even so growing up and not looking, not finding finding it. any yeah. anybody to you know, it's like I don't identify with them. Yeah. So it's like, no, I'm 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 I although now of course it's yeah different. it's very different now. Um, yeah. So yeah, so growing up I wasn't that comfortable with who I am. I wasn't really that um, you know I think part of you like I don't think a lot of people like straight people know this but um like in my personal experience you sort of like tend to hide behind you know just just be a wallflower so that you're not so you know you you tend not to participate in group activities because you don't want people or you don't want to be you know public speaking was like such a nightmare was like because, wow, yeah. not because you wanted to blend uh and not be noticed yeah you, you didn't want to be noticed because you yeah. like people might find out you're you're gay so it's yes. like you know when when you were young you just wanted to disappear or you just want to be blending blend into the background so that sort of like i guess i carry from time to time and sometimes that i like being i don't like being you know, um, joining podcasts or <laughs> well, thank you for being here. No, like, we truly I mean, are because, privileged. You know, from, yeah, no, no, because there, there are times that I've been on on vlogs and you see the comments and people would say, "Oh, maklapala siya," yeah, so things like that. It's yeah. like, although I'm over it, but it's like. Um, hmm. Yeah, that was a few months ago. Yeah, that was a few months 2021. ago. 2021. Yeah, yeah. It still happens. Really? It still yeah. happens. Wow. Yeah, of course. Yeah. There's um, a lot long way, pa, no? Marami yeah, right. it's still a yeah. long way to go. It's still so, a long um, way. Yeah. So, but again, once you get comfortable with who you are, um, you know, realizing that there's nothing wrong with with who you are and you are actually normal, um, yeah. that's the time when I sort of like be able to defend myself with anybody who, who would just like throw insults and everything. It's like, it doesn't affect you as much, um, especially if it comes from people who I do not know. Yeah. Like, so, you, yeah. You, you can call me names, even if whatever, I'm so used to it, but 
I don't know you, it doesn't have any effect on me. Yeah. Right. Um, but it will have an effect on me if a person who calls me, you know, or use my sexuality as, as an insult, um, that gets to me when I know that person. When yeah. I welcome that person into my mm-hmm. inner circle, which I normally don't do, I keep my I keep myself guarded. Um, maybe because of you know growing up, you know didn't want to be insulted or anything, so you, I, you keep a wall up. So yeah, so if it comes from somebody who, who you know, who you've, you've treated as a friend, and then suddenly they turn around and yeah. suddenly use your sexuality as an insult, then it gets to me then it's time that i like claws are out yeah. like i'm <laughs> I, i'd fight for you know i fight for who i am so definitely I yeah i mean that yeah. to me that's that hearing you say that i know we have listeners who are feeling that way you know they they want to be able to come out or they want to be able to feel as as comfortable as you are in yourself and I'm sure when they hear this, I believe it'll inspire them. And, you know, as you were saying earlier, if it's someone that, you know, you know and love uh, and then tells you these things, it's very hurtful. But how is your family and, you know, you know, coming from that traditional family background that you um, are with your beautiful family as well? I mean, I know them too, especially. Right, right. Um, Kessler, Kessler was your student, right, <laughs> Cindy? Yeah. yeah, brilliant one. Right. <laughs> yeah, he is. Um, I think I'm, I'm one of the lucky ones. Mm. Um, I think coming out is a personal, personal journey. Um, mm-hmm. It's a personal choice. Yeah, it's a personal yeah, choice. When, personal journey yeah. as well. Um, I was very lucky that when I decided to break down the doors, um, I was met with nothing but love and support um, from from my nuclear family. And even my, I have like 52 cousins. <laughs> or no, minus, minus my siblings, but we're, right. we're more than 40 cousins, right. first cousins in my father's side. You know, nothing but support. Wow. Um, they Big actually family. threw, yeah, they actually threw a, um, a despedida party before Jose and I went for our wedding in San Francisco. Yeah, I we remember had, that. We had dinner, that was very sweet. We had the That's dinner so in one of the yeah. in one of my cousin's house, so that was nice because we had to keep the wedding party quite small. Um, but they threw us a party. Um, they threw us a despedida party, and that was it. So, yeah. Um, I'm not, I just hope that when people, if if some if anyone's listening to this and yeah. you, know, you decide to come out, it's like, I hope you have the same experience as I have. Um, and I, I know not everybody will have the same experience. Right, right. If they're um, scary, I mean, regardless of, I think no matter how loving your family is or how, you know, how nice your friends are, just yeah. taking that step. Mm-hmm. can be quite daunting. So yeah, what are you, what would your well, advice be to to them, to those people? Go on. Knowing um, what you know now. <laughs> yeah, that's a good cliche question. As it, cliche yeah. as it may sound. Um, but everything gets better. Yeah. 
everything gets better. I love that. Um, yeah. Yeah, I love that too. It's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you just keep on swimming and just keep on grinding. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know that's her, that's her catchphrase for this. Although it is true, I mean, I totally get yeah. what Kerwin is saying because you know, I I also see some of those uh, who who say negative comments yeah. even up to now. Of course, I'm hurt by that, and they would yeah. want to protect Kerwin, uh, but you know. This is something that if I could defend him, I would. I defend him, but sometimes you can't, right? Because it's out there. Yeah. Um, so I think it's. Uh, I mean, it's also a test of your character too, right? Yeah. And it's sort of like what doesn't kill you actually makes you stronger. Another cliche, mm-hmm. but I think you have to trust yourself. You have to find that strength in yourself because otherwise, who will? And I sort of had, it's not the same process for me. I came out much later, I think, than Kerwin. I was going to ask you that, actually, because since you're sharing. I came out yeah. fully, fully. I, 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 was, I was doing it in stages, mm. right? So I came out to my ex-girlfriend then, my best friend. And then yeah. I came out to my aunt a few years after. And then I came out to my close friends and then I fully came out when we got married, when I was 35 years old. Oh. <laughs> that was when I was, uh, just pivotal. opened. Yeah, right. But Cindy knew beforehand, right? Cindy yeah, I did. Probably I some years before. Wedding, but Sophia right. was so small. My daughter was so small then. But OMG, I was very happy um, right. for both of you. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and and... Thanks a lot, Corinne, for that reminder that it does get better. That things may be really shitty now. So all you need to do is probably just close your eyes and, you know, bear it. Um, and then the time will come when you're, you either get tired of pretending, of hiding, or you also earn money <laughs> and you become more independent and then you don't care anymore. Right? Yeah. So, I think independence you, yeah. is key. Right. I think independence, independence is, key. is key, but also, you know, in my coaching practice, I've I have some, um, I've heard, you know, I've I've encountered some young clients, very young in their teenage years. I have some who are also older, and um, they really struggle mentally with their mental health when it comes to their i ident- their identity, their sexuality, their gender, how they how some of them are fluid and all and you know, I really encourage them uh, to, it, it's step by, it's a step-by-step process, but it, their self-esteem is really shot. And um, I Especially just feel now, like, no? At this yeah, time. yeah, yeah. With so, social media. No, I think <laughs> right. The, the, well. the, the number one thing is whether, whether coming out or anything, um, it, what's more important than coming out is really being comfortable with who you are. Who is accepting itself, acceptance that there's nothing wrong with you, um, that you are perfectly normal. And even if you do not come out, it's perfectly all right. Um, I think that's the, if there's a takeaway with that, it's like, yeah, you don't have to come out as long as you've accepted who you are and that you are normal and there's nothing wrong with you. Yeah. I think that's that's more important. 
Yeah. Right. Thank you, right. Kerwin, for that coming from you. That's powerful because it's like it's not anybody else's business. This is, you know, an individual, uh, an individual choice. Yeah. And um, to me, um, I know you saying that counts a lot. Yeah. As long as sorry. As long as you're 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 happy with who you are, um, I think eventually you might decide to come out. Yeah. Um, if, you know, it's it's more of like us. I wanted. I I always want to see it as more of a celebration rather than something to be afraid of. Um, it's really finding yourself and you know really knowing who you are. Um, that for me is coming out rather than telling people that you're gay or you know I'm. I'm fluid or I'm bi or I'm, yeah. I'm lesbian. I think coming out for me is, you know, this, 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 they, they say that there's stages you come out to yourself first right. and then you come out to other people. Um, for gay men or for, for anybody who's part of the LGBTQIA. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. More initial soon. Yeah. yeah. More. Um, yeah. A lot of people don't know that yeah. we do come out to people every single day. Mm. People that we meet for the very first time, we will eventually have to come mm. out to them. Even if we're comfortable, even if I'm comfortable with who I am, I would meet somebody new, like let's say next week or two weeks from now, right. mm -hmm. he would eventually find out. Right. Yeah. That I'm yeah. gay. So you yeah. will, you will, it's, it's not a one-time thing. Right. That's true. A lot of people think true. that yeah. it's a one-time thing. It's not a one-time thing. You eventually <laughs> come out. You, it's like, you have to do it again yeah, and again, again and again. Again and again. Yeah. yeah. So it's like here's a right. here's a briefer. Right. Like if you meet somebody from you, like here's a briefer. Yeah. Or you become creative, right? When yeah. it comes to coming out. Yeah. 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 Um, this is awesome because you know um, I, I know the younger generation, Generation Z, they already have that they're already choosing their, you know, they're saying already what they are as early, very early on. And it's part of their language already. It's part of it. But us, our generation, I know, Kerwin, you're younger than us. Well, than me. <laughs> yeah, younger than me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too, I know. <laughs> yeah. And, and I just, you know, first I, I, I want to say that this is brilliant. We should really have a part two of this conversation. Um, it's something in right. our next season, we need to talk about this even more. Uh, maybe we can yeah. invite others. Um, I think it's something amazing. And more importantly, it's about crafting your life and what is life craft about, but this ourselves and designing I told it. You, I can yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can. <laughs> yes, you can. Uh, please do. You're more than welcome. <laughs> He's been a witness. Day yeah. one, day zero. Day one, until, day zero. You know, day even. zero, Kerwin's exactly. been there. Yeah. And, you know, this brings us to our next question for Kerwin, because on social media, and you're always outspoken and quite daring with your own loyal following. And I know it's at un inked underscore chef, right? Um, that's right. your IG um, mm -hmm. handle. And also and so, on Twitter. On Twitter, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. How do you deal with negative comments? Oh, um, depends if the negative comments um, has would have a basis. 
normally I I look at where's the where's the where's the comet coming from? Is there always mm. something like is there some truth to it? Um, yeah. And if there is, then you normally would just have to answer answer back, um, not a clap back, but really just and you know just answer back and see if you know you can bring the dialogue to mm. a little bit more civil and not filled with hate. Um, but if it's like if it's like super hateful and unfounded, then you normally just block the person. If I don't right. know you, if I don't know you if I don't know you and you're yeah if I don't know you and it's a negative comment I block. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even bother answering. Replying. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, <laughs> what's the point? It's like I don't know you. And why why I'm you know this the amount of stress that you would go to just to defend yourself, it's not worth it. Especially with somebody who you don't know. Like it's not yeah. it's not it's not worth it. But if it's somebody I know then I would try to talk to that person. Um, take it off social media and talk to that person. Thanks for that. Yeah, I think we're uh, I, we're, we're lucky yeah. in our generation. We're still in the same same box. Yeah, we are in this. Yeah. yeah, we are. I'm still part of your box. That's yeah, that we are. Box. Yeah, yeah. We grew up without social media, but we still like human interaction. Um, yeah. There's still a bit of a difference that um, if there's something wrong, we, I not you know talk to that person rather than um, putting it on social media. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think that requires really a lot of mindfulness, also some self-awareness. Um, very easy for you. Yeah, maturity. <laughs> I think maturity. Um, yeah. Like I think so when I was younger, yeah. I yeah. would have gone off like a cannon, it's like a rabbit dog. <laughs> Um, just like, yeah, I think eventually, you know, you'd realize that it's not worth it. It's not worth the stress anymore. Mm. Um, yeah, and like at the end of the day, um, if you let anything negative, uh, a negative comment, especially from anybody who's, who you do not know affect you, then at the end of it, you're the one in the losing end. Like they don't care, like. But if you let, it's like have, it's like giving them control over you. So wow. yeah, like not having, not not. It's it's not how what they say, but it's how what you act after they say things like that. Um, so if you don't act on it, that means they don't have any control over you, over your mm. feelings. Yeah. And that's our lesson. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Welcome that to our podcast. <laughs> Make sure that's, that's a sound bite. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It is. It's for sure. We will, we will. We will, we will. So as a, as we, you know, as we conclude this podcast, uh, uh, again, speaking personally, as you said, you know, actions speak louder than words. And, and that's something that I've been, I've I've had the privilege to to be witness to. Like Kerwin really 
uh, when, when he thinks of something or he wants to do something, he will really do it. And, and again, it's, it's something that inspires me. I don't say it. I don't probably say this enough. This is <laughs> so the this... first time I'm hearing it. <laughs> oh my goodness. After 11 years. Why will I tell you? <laughs> you can replay this baka, over and baka over. You might, I know. <laughs> you might change. No, just kidding. But but maybe I should. <laughs> but maybe I should say it more that you are very inspiring and and you've always had the courage to do what you've wanted to do and you've helped me find that courage too. Like the reason why I came out to everyone was because I got married to you. And if we didn't get married, I'd probably still be half hiding or half in the closet. Mm-hmm. And other things too, like pursuing pursuing the good stuff in life like not not i've always been matipid <laughs> i've always <laughs> like there like there's some stuff that i wouldn't spend on because i would say it's not worth it or it's just me and one of the lessons that i really got from Kerwin is having the courage to to take care of myself and to spend on myself and and to give myself you know the the space and the recognition to you know to do the things which I love to do, and wow. I like you know I'd like to thank Kerwin for that, and probably for our audience you know for for uh, what advice would you give to those who wish to be brave? Mm. Wow. Um. Mm. Yeah. Before you can be brave, um, I think you have to know who you really are first. Um, you know, accepting as what I said a while ago, accepting for accepting yourself for who you you are, um, all the flaws and and and, and things shortcomings you have to accept it um and you know but of course it doesn't mean that you don't grow from you know any shortcomings or you know flaws it's a it's a constant it's a constant um uh evolution um but yeah just 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 being brave is like you know doing what you you want to do um without hurting anyone, without stepping on anybody. Um, I think, you, you know, just do it, do what you make, what makes you happy. It's, it's, that's, 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 that's very, very important, especially during, during these times. It's like doing something that you really enjoy doing and you really find happiness in doing. Um, and, you know, I think eventually it will come, you know, like... Don't you worry, sorry. Don't don't you worry about what other people will say or what other people will think. Um, They don't pay for my rent. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Very practical answer. No, no, but it's true. That's that's, that's something that, you know, um, what, you know... Like what, what people see on social media is like a quarter of who I am. Yeah. They, I, I'm sure everybody knows that. It's like, it's, it's, 
Oh, really? I didn't know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think yeah. everybody thinks that at that moment, Kerwin, when they're looking, right? It's like sometimes, right? People people don't really go deeper when they when they see. Not everybody. I mean, you know, like just as we scroll. Yeah. yeah, it's like just being unapologetic. As long as I know that I'm not hurting anyone, I'm not stepping yeah. on anyone's, you know, more, you know, morals or anything. Um, not basically, if I'm not hurting anyone in doing something that I love to do, then I'm not bothered. Whatever they say. Awesome. Oh, I love it. Um, this has been really a beautiful podcast today hearing from you Kerwin and Jose having both of you share um together and also Kerwin finally joining us <laughs> and sharing that you know in order for us to really live um courageously and if we want to be brave we must first accept ourselves and that acceptance comes with knowing the self enjoying the things that we love being unapologetic about our curiosity, our interests, and where life leads us. It, it, I think one of the things that Kerwin also said was we have to step out and try. Give, give life a try. Give other options. You know, be open to many options. That's why we, you know, we, he's, he's in different industries. Um, and above all, value the self and know that when you choose to step out and claim anything of yours, that you don't step on anybody's toes and you're being yourself fully and freely. That's true. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> you know, it's like the monetary gain in something um, eventually it does eventually come. Um, right. It's it's something that you really enjoy doing. Like I can't picture myself doing anything else aside from cooking. <laughs> um, you know, and eventually, well, yeah. Yeah. yeah, the monetary, the monetary rewards, um, it eventually came. But I'm lucky to have, to have found what or to be doing what I love doing. Yeah. And I think Gerwin, you're also good at it. You're excellent at it. You when you try when you get into something, you do work on it and with the, I mean, you are excellent at. It. So that's what I think to me anyone who's listening. We may enjoy what we're doing, but we may not we don't necessarily have to make it our career, right? I mean, it's like one can just dabble in certain things, but with you we've seen how it's you're excellent. You're very competent in what you're doing. So, it, it that's why no, the money it, came too. I think the money no, came too, right? Comes, no, I think it comes naturally that if you enjoy what you do and you love what you do, you eventually yeah. become good at it. As in, you will not, you will, it won't be pathetic. Mm, in, mm. It won't be half baked. It won't be, <clears throat> you know, not, you know. Yeah, I don't think you will you will send out like if like in the kitchen. I don't think I'd be able to send mm. out food that is not good. Yeah, like that would yeah. be like it's very shameful. Yeah, it's like yeah. killing yourself. Yeah, like yesterday <laughs> if you if you send out yeah. bad bad food. Because yesterday I I 
I literally lost it because they they were preparing a dish and I saw it midway and it was done wrong. And I don't care if it, the guest was waiting for 10 minutes already. I had to redo the dish again. And I basically sent them something to nibble on for free and asked the manager to say, okay, I need you to tell them that there was something wrong with the dish and we're redoing it. And here's something for, for, for here's something, you know, for them to eat while they're waiting for their, for their main court, for their, for their, for their food. Um, because I, 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 I wouldn't, I, it, it's like, it's something that, no, no, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't send it, so send it out. So, yeah, and it's like, if you love, if you really love what you do, then, then it will eventually show yeah. in what, you know. There's going to be an, a result. And, yeah, and, and the excellence will. the excellence will come easy. Well, it yeah. will be hard, but yeah, but the the effort to actually make things excellent and have the discipline to do it, mm. you know, keep on grinding. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> will always be there. But but it sort of comes naturally. Yeah, to actually look at the details. I have to, to say, really I have to say that that's, that's right? Kerwin's personality. I mean, he never yeah. served us anything. Even at home, it has to be perfect. Oh yeah, even more at home. <laughs> like, do not I think eat, so. I, right? Yeah. Like, for, I remember the we same. had. Yeah. We brought potluck one time, and next time <laughs> it's like the food doesn't jive. He goes, next time, can you just you know I'll just prepare it. <laughs> yeah, he said he was going to curate the food He's next time. He's going to curate the food next time. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, I hate potlucks. Yeah. <laughs> that on the record. <laughs> I don't like potlucks. Yeah. Um, that, we will note that the next time when we can all get together. And oh my goodness, so excited for yeah, that moment to be able to, to visit that. again. All right. So thank you so much, Kerwin, for really being with us today, making time for us. Thank you. And thank you to my husband. Do I get a <laughs> Now you get a kiss. <laughs> you are, I own 51% of this company. Thank you so much for the inspiration, for the engaging conversation, and for being so brave. Everybody, thank you. Don't forget to you know, um, you know, follow, follow Inked underscore Chef on IG and Twitter if you want to hear more, see more of Kerwin, and of course Jose and I invite you all to follow us on IG at my underscore Lifecraft, and of course add our page as well, like our page on Facebook, My Lifecraft. Thank you so much, Kerwin and Jose. Everybody Thank listening, you, Life Crafters, yeah. See you again. Thank you.